Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Matt Cornell is a solo artist as well as a member of Cornell and Carr and he has appeared in all sorts of other projects including Adam Brand's Outlaws He's also been announced to appear at Country on Keppel Festival in July next year, and we're going to chat about that. It'll probably be a short chat because Matt, after singing for two and a half hours last week, has a little bit of laryngitis. Hello, Matt. Both, how are you going? I'm, Thanks for having me. I'm going probably better than you are, given, <laughs> given the worn-out voice. But I'll start by saying country music on Great Keppel Island, what a brilliant idea. And you have played this festival before. Is it as yeah. relaxed and fun as it sounds? Uh, it's probably better than what it sounds. <laughs> I, I, I first got the start. There, there was obviously a couple of years with COVID and, and all that sort of stuff. Jasmine Ray was actually uh, booked on the festival the first time round, um, and then there was issues with borders. And at the last minute, I got called in to to fill in for Jazz. Um, and so, and when they called me, they said, Look, "Jasmine can't make it. You know, we'd love you to do it." And I said, what's the gig? And when they said, you know, it's a festival on a tropical island, I'm like, where do I sign? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, look, it's, it's, it's quite a unique event because it's the only one that I'm aware of that um, is a, a, you know, a country music festival on a tropical island. Um, and Keppel, it, it's such an iconic, you know, place. I remember hearing about, you know, Great Keppel Island when I was a kid. Um, and it was actually my first time on the island was was the very first time I did Keppel. And then um, I'm assuming they like what I did because they called me back the following year. Um, and, yeah, it's I feel like I have sort of it's not just another gig for me now. I feel like there's an emotional attachment. Um, and, you know, Kel, who runs the island, and and um, and sadly um, Peter Blundell, uh, James's brother, who was a big part of the festival, who's who's now passed away. Uh, very sadly um uh I, I feel like I, I definitely have a connection and also Beck Gracie who's the publicist and James uh Blundell, who's a big part of the festival so it's kind of like um going back the next year it's going to be like a reunion for all of us to get back together to get back together on the island um this time around you you I'm sure you would have brought it up but Adam Brand is, is headlining and he's one of my best mates and we still work together a lot um and this time around uh, I'm also going to be playing my 80s show. So really, what's not to like about Country on Keppel? Well, quite. And I, I imagine there might be an opportunity for you to jump on stage with Adam Brand too. Not that you could probably give away anything about what's no, going to happen. Well, see, I've been part of Adam's band for the last probably 12 or 13 years. Um, so I'm his musical director. I still run all of his, uh, you know, MD the band and all that sort of stuff. So I'm still very involved with Adam. So when I'm not doing my own shows, I actually play in his band and and we do a, we do a lot of stuff together. And and um, and it was Adam. The reason I, I become a country artist was because of Adam. And um, so we're we're away this week. We've got a festival uh, down in Cowra. So we still work together a lot. Um, so I will be on stage with him in, in, in Keppel. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be one hell of a time. Is it hard though to play a set looking at the, the ocean is just there glistening in front of you? Doesn't it, isn't it a distraction? Well, you know, there seems to be this myth that men can't multitask, Soph, but I can tell you now, I can look at the ocean, engage the crowd, play my bass and sing, and even sip a beer in between songs. I can do it. 
effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And people, if they want to see that happen, can, of course, go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And now you mentioned playing bass and you are one of the rare lead singers who plays bass. Sting and Paul McCartney are two others. Uh, yes. So have you have you always been a bassist? No, my, my first instrument uh, as a kid, I studied classical piano from about the age of four till I was about eight or nine. My dad was also, he could play a few instruments, but he was also a classical guitarist. So from there I picked up classical guitar and then gravitated to electric guitar. But it was sort of, by chance, I sort of started playing bass, I think around the age of 15. But uh, it, I think it was, I think you know when you find, you know, if I could use find your calling or whatever, but I, I, it was the instrument, like even though I love playing piano, I love playing guitar, when I started playing the bass, I, I just became obsessed. I um, I annoy the crap out of my family. I just had this thing, you know, stuck to me 24-7, walking around the house. My family would be watching a movie. I'd be sitting there you know, slapping away on the bass. And they'd be like, would you shut up? Would you go into another room? And, like, I remember missing so much of opportunities and, and things because I, I was just obsessed with playing. Like, I had a lot of mates that went through a skateboarding phase. I never did that because I was stuck playing the bass and that's all I wanted to do. And um, I've said many times in interviews, I've never had a plan B. It's always been music. My mum and dad were in the industry, so I just... Um, just always wanted to do music. I never, never wanted to do anything else. Well, and that plan A has worked out extremely well and will take you once more back to the island just to bring it back to that subject. Yep. And I'm also wondering, being in that festival, if the setting influences your set list. So do you think about putting together a set list knowing that it's a tropical place and people are going to be relaxed and possibly had a few drinks? There, there, there is definitely, I think probably the last time around, there was probably a, a couple of covers I, I put in the, in the show. Uh, for that reason, um, but not so much my own songs. I sort of, um, you know, I've got a, a, a repertoire that I know sort of works for festivals and stuff that that of, of my own music that I, I sort of put in. Um, but, yeah, there was probably a couple of covers I put in for memory. Um, this time around, obviously, doing the 80s show, that's a whole other thing. So I get to do my own music on the Friday night and then, um, and then on the Saturday it's going to be, um, you know, it's all hell's going to break loose, I think, on the Saturday night. And, and, and you know what, there's something, so if I've always thought, I started doing the Fancy Dress 80 show, I think. I've done it, I've only done it three times. I did it twice on Sydney Harbour and just recently up here on the Gold Coast. But what I've found is when people are in Fancy Dress, they tend to lose their inhibitions a little bit more. Um, and it's like they're in character for the night, I don't know. But, but I remember when I first um, floated the idea, probably around 2018, I mentioned it to my mum and a few other people, and they're like, do you really think adults are going to dress up? And I was like, I think they will. And just a funny thing, the first time I did it with my band in Sydney, they were very reluctant to get dressed, and they're like, do we really have to get dressed up? And anyway, they embraced it on the first cruise, but the second cruise, when we did it, it went from do we really have to dress up to, hey, you're not, wait till you see what I'm wearing this time. And there was like we had a chat group of guys saying, hey, where can I get leather pants and I need to get wigs and it went from they didn't want to do it to like you know going way way over the top, which I love. Um, and yeah, there's there's I've done done the show three times as I mentioned it, and no one has turned up not being in fancy dress. So it's it's good it's good fun. And I think for the the festival, and not not just saying it because it's my show, but I think um, doing the '80s show on on one of the nights it just gives the festival a different flavour. Yeah. Um, they get to see an iconic you know um, mainstream country artist in Adam Brand. 
uh, over the weekend. Um, and there's all sorts of other artists on the bill, emerging talent and all that sort of stuff. But there's something about 80s music that um, even depending on, on your age group, whether you're 20 and your parents have educated you in music and you know and you know what 80s is or you were a part of the 80s growing up, um, I find even the demographic we had on the weekend, um, we literally had from 18 and 19-year-olds to people in their 70s and, and every age in between. Um, and there's something special about 80s music. I've, I've said often that the fashion might have been really weird, but the music, it, it stood the test of time. Um, you've only got to be driving in the car and flick through any FM station. You're going to hear 80 songs during the day. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, it's just it's nostalgic for me. I, I, I cut my teeth on, on 80s music growing up as a kid and, and being heavily influenced by, you know, so many bands. And you mentioned Paul McCartney and Sting. Sting in particular, because I ended up sort of being a bass player that sang. I, I definitely was a massive fan of his. It's not easy to do play bass and sing. Mm. So I used to I used to play a lot of police songs and just sing them. And I think maybe that put me in good stead. Another band I was into at the time was a band called Level Forty Two, and the, the singer frontman Mark King was an incredible bass player. And I used to learn a lot of the songs and and play them. So I don't know. Maybe that put me in good stead for many years down the track. But um, Sting, sorry, go on. No, no, you go. I was going to say, well, Sting certainly you know, made a great career out of being a bass player and a lead singer, although I tend to think towards the later part of his career, maybe he doesn't look as keen about playing bass while he's singing. That could just be me. Um, but just a technical question about that 80s show, because it's a two-and-a-half-hour show is what you were yep. saying you just played last week. How long does it take to rehearse that? Um, it's Well, on a personal level, like I, I do have to do a lot of prep for the show because it's not just the playing, it's remembering a lot of lyrics. And I think every time I've done it, the first time I did the 80s show, I, I did it without a female vocalist, so it was predominantly male songs. Second time round, uh, I used a singer in Sydney called uh, Melinda Jackson. She was used to be in the Road Traders after Natalie Bassingthwaite. Mel's a great friend. And so we put a lot more female songs into the set. This time round, Brooke Supple, uh, who's also a member of Adam Brand's band, she's going to be on Keppel. She's a phenomenal singer. I put even more female songs in the set this time because I just wanted to cater for both sexes. And and we hadn't, in the past, I hadn't done Madonna. I hadn't done Cher. We hadn't done Tina Turner and all that sort of stuff. So I wanted to do some of those big songs. But the hardest thing about um, putting the show together is what songs to leave out because there's just so many incredible songs. But getting back to your question, the, the rehearsal, I had one rehearsal with the band on the Wednesday before the gig and we had 30 songs and and for someone that doesn't know a lot about music or learning songs that's a lot of songs to learn in one rehearsal mm-hmm. so everyone had their work cut out and then obviously Friday morning I wake up with laryngitis and it made it so much harder but it's it's actually um the prepping for an 80 show for me it's uh it's it's not as big as a chore as it would be probably learning another show because I love the music. Right. But again, playing bass and singing, I have to do a little bit of prep at home. And, and a lot of the time I've got a little setup here with headphones and I'll pick my bass up. I'll just be like literally playing along with a bunch of songs and singing um, uh, and just sort of getting used to that part of playing and singing, singing uh, along. But um, there's a fair bit of prep. There's a fair bit of prep. It's probably more so me than the rest of the band because they can still have some cheat sheets and some lyrics here and there and whatnot, whereas, you know, I'm fully engaged in who's in front of me and and mm-hmm. the job of being the front man but also remembering the lyrics and playing the bass and, you know, jumping around like a like a, an idiot and, you know, it's good times. 
Well, that's good because um, I was also thinking between your show being an Adam show and the, this 80s show, that's a lot of work over the course of this festival. Do you actually yeah. get some time just to relax? I will during the day, definitely. It's it's one of those things. I, I, I know the, the, the last two times I've, I've done it, um, you know, I, I want to get down and jump in the ocean. I, I love swimming and, and, and that kind of thing. It's so beautiful. So I will spend my mornings you know, going along the beach and getting some sun and, and doing what I've got to do. And then, um, you know, when the night comes, it's all it's all business. But don't get me wrong, even even while I'm working, I'll be having fun and, and you know, sipping on a few cocktails. I mean, I'm on a tropical island. Yeah. But it'd be, it'd be rude not to. And and totally rude not to as well mm. since you're there. Uh, but I am getting the impression that if someone bumps into you on the beach the morning of the 80s show, they shouldn't throw in a request because this show does require a bit of preparation. Yeah, it does. It's funny. It, I was there was a couple of people on the night. Hey, do you play this? It's like no, it's and we're not a jukebox. We don't just pull songs yeah. out of our ear. Um, but 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 no. But I think I think the other night the the general cons- uh, consensus was. I think we just played such a wide range of 80s music that I think everyone was happy. We Everything from In Excess to Hall & Oates to Madonna to, you know, just everyone, you know, Police, as I mentioned before, and a lot of Australian stuff, you know, Paul Kelly and and um, uh, Mondo Rock, uh, just, you know, Billy Idol because I dress up as Billy Idol and all, okay, all, right. all, all that stuff. So it's, um, look, it's a, it's a fun show. And and I think, too, um, for Country on Keppel, um to have the 80s show, but also uh, people that may not be country fans that that hear about, you know, country on Keppel, that they love the 80s and they love dressing up. They may mm. not know much about country. Well, hopefully we can capture those people to come along to the festival that love the 80s and they get to see Adam Brand and all the other acts that are going to get um, uh, mentioned and, and announced for this festival. So, yeah, it's 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 quite unique. And um, and moving forward, uh, I'm managed by Dicko and Dicko oh. Dixon, and he's a massive fan of the 80s. And we've talked about moving forward, like uh, I'm sort of relaunching my solo career because Cornell and Carb is sort of parking for, for, for the near future and focusing back on my solo stuff. But we, we want to be able to do the 80s show at festivals because there's no reason why we can't. Mm. Um, because it's it's a what I say it's a universal language. Um and you know, it just and it also gives me um, you know, another uh, outlet to 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 explore in terms of you know income and 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 doing shows because I make a living playing music, that's what I do. So if it means I can do an extra 15 shows a year doing an 80s show, well, I'm gonna embrace it. Does that mean we may see the 80s show at Tamworth 2023? I've talked about it. I've actually reached out to a couple of promoters already because um, I'm going to be there. Um, so why not? Um, I know uh, my good mate um, Liam Brew does a, a, a 90s country show and they dress up and it's fantastic. He's awesome. Um, so why not do an, an 80s night and then the 90s country night? I think I think they'll go hand in hand. I, absolutely. And now I can hear your voices going a bit, so I'll ask you one last question, okay. which is uh, between now and Country on Keppel next year and with Tamworth in the middle, what else do you have lined up? Look, a lot. Um, as I mentioned, I'm about to sort of focus back on my solo career. Um, Cornell and Carr, I've done it probably the last three years with Mike Carr, and we've had, it, we've had a ball doing it, but it's had its challenges with him being interstate, COVID, lockdowns. It was really difficult. We still managed to release quite a few songs and we ended up with, you know, I think three golden guitar nominations. Like a lot of good stuff came of it, but along the way uh, I just completely, you know, lost uh, my identity as a solo performer and 
and it's been five years since I've released something for myself. So, um, so we're releasing very soon. In fact, the 28th of um, this month, there's, there's your scoop. So if I haven't right. announced the date yet, so the t- <laughs> 28th, um, uh, we're releasing uh, this next single, this new single. Um, and I'm excited to, to get some new music back out there. It's, it's going to sound a little different to my last lot of songs. Um, Dicko wants me to embrace my background, which is a rock musician and, 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 and the 80s, and there seems to be a flavour of both in this next track. Um, and then, yeah, moving forward next year, I'll be, I'll be releasing quite a few singles next year, and there's, um, there's some festivals that uh, about to, I'm about to announce on. Uh, so you'll hear some sort of stuff in the coming months, but next year I, I want to have one of the busiest years of my career so far. Um, I feel like... Uh, COVID hit me pretty hard, not just um, it's hit everyone hard for different reasons, but I, I really sort of fell into a bit of a heap and and really struggled through that period. So I feel like I'm sort of coming back and I want to, you know, work really hard next year and get back out there again. Yeah, I've, I find the um, the word resilience has been so overused. I suppose the, the bounce-backness of Australian um, musicians to be just extraordinary and inspiring actually that because it would be so easy to just crawl into a hole and say you know what those two years were so incredibly hard yeah and how do we actually get the energy back to put on an 80s show to go to a festival but I just see from you and other artists just this determination to get out there and entertain and a part of it I guess is is understanding that people need it just as much as you need it um and we all just want to have fun from time to time look I, I think it, it took the lockdowns for a lot of people to to really miss music it, you know again we, we take a lot of things for granted in, in life and I think with COVID um there were things that were taken away from us just little things like being able to get in your local RSL club for a snitty and a beer on any night of the week when when we're in lockdown and just little things but yeah I think I think music um it plays such a big role in people's lives um, and, and live music and, and not only just, you know, bands and artists, but, you know, theatre and, and just everything that falls under that umbrella it plays, plays such a big part in your life. So when it was taken away, it definitely had an impact on people. For me, I did fall in a heap for a couple of years and I just struggled for motivation because I didn't have anything to, to, to work towards at the time. Mm. I didn't have any music out to promote. It was just, yeah, just in my, in my own personal world, it was a very tough time, but, I feel like I'm I'm on the comeback trail, if you want to use that, and and very focused for next year, and and very optimistic and and thankful and, and grateful that um you know things are moving forward. But it's been um it's been the weirdest couple of years. It's just like it's like you know a, a bad '90s sci-fi film, you know. But we we're it was actually real. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, as, as someone who loves Australian music, I'm thankful for you and other artists for coming back and giving us such great so. tunes to listen to, live shows and a festival on Keppel to look forward to next year. Are, so are I you will gonna, put the are, website address there. Sorry. Are you going to come? Are you going to come up? Well, not, I don't have plans at the moment, but the way well, you you've should. talked about it, it's sounding very well, tempting. You should, and, and if you do, you've got to, you know, you've got to throw that um, crimper in the leather pants in the in the luggage, a bit of glitter. You know, some some fluoro. Yeah, and um, to get some crucifix earrings. I don't know. So, so I, well, I, I was. Uh, I, there's been some funny things leading up to this show. So, um, uh, a friend of mine, Beck McAdam, she does my merch, and and she lent me her mum. She had her mum had these really big earrings, um, and she lent them to me the last time we did the Addy show. So I messaged her the other day and I said, "Hey, Beck, can you please bring your mum's earrings again?" It's like that's something that I don't normally say to her. Um, and even with my mum, she flew down. I'm like, Mum, I need you to do my do my nails and and put my makeup on. So 
Uh, yeah, look, it's good fun. Beck Gracie, um, who you know, um, who's uh, done publicity on and off for me for many years. She helped me tremendously with for my eighties cruise. She turned up dressed as Smurfette. She had <laughs> she had blue blue makeup on. Like it's just it's fantastic. There's just so many people that make such a big effort. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, and I appreciate it. When when I'm on stage doing the eighties show, and I just look out and see this big crowd, and they're all dressed. You know, you know, everyone from Freddie Mercury to the Blues Brothers to Madonna to, you know, Cindy Lauper. Just there's all these, you know, crazy out there sort of outfits, and everyone's having a great time, and it makes me feel good. Fantastic. Well, it does sound incredibly entertaining. So yes, that alone is reason to go to country on Keppel. But in the meantime, people can keep an eye on your website for your upcoming yes. shows and yes. your new music. Yes. It's all going on. As I said, we're going to be announcing the, the name of the single and everything soon. It comes out 28th of October. So watch this space, as they say. Well, thank you very much for your time, Matt, and look after your throat. I am. It's uh, it's still feeling a little bit weak, but it's it's getting better. I've got a festival in Cowra on Friday, so it's got to be all right for then. So more to, more less talking tomorrow. I have another uh, vocal rest day, and it should be okay. Excellent. Thanks very much. All right, so see ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.